Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Yeah, this is the place to maximize your influence. Kurt Mortensen here at Podcast 396, as we're going to talk about how does Costco and these other retail stores get your money, make you happy to give them money, spending more money than you plan. What's going on? We're going to talk about that. Hope everyone's having a great week. A little horse today, just did a two-day on the perfect persuasive presentation, because anybody can present, but is it persuasive? Anybody can inform but was it influential? No such thing as a boring topic, only boring presenters. Get it right, and I promise you, you can. So let's just start off with the geeky scholarly article. This one's interesting. A new study, believe it or not, shows your face can reveal if you're rich or poor. <laughs> so let's check it out. This comes from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology and the University of Toronto, and theladders.com. So they start off that, you know, a lot of people judge on what we wear. You know, that can be a, a giveaway with income or where we stand on that social ladder. But then they wanted to look if it was written on our faces. So they wanted to look at facial cues, not the clothes, both men and women. And they cropped their faces so participants couldn't even see height. And all the photos were in grayscale. So half the people in the photos reported annual incomes over $150,000 and half reported incomes below $35,000. Then as the participants of the studies looked at these pictures, they were to guess, are they rich or poor? And they were right more than half the time. So it was more than just random chance. They were right more than they were wrong. So they're trying to figure out what it is. They said, well, maybe it's the mouse that's giving people away. And so then they cropped the photos of just eyes and just the mouths. And they were asking if they were rich or poor. Now, we think it's the eyes, you know, the eyes being the window of the souls, but it was the mouth that gave it away. Well, maybe because they didn't have any teeth. Uh, nah, that probably was an indicator, but it was the mouth, these emotional expressions. And they followed the smile where, in general, positivity seen in the face correlated to that person's mind of that person being wealthy, that they were happier and more positive. Is that always true? Probably not, but that's what they found out. And if you're smiling and you look wealthy and you're happy and you're positive, it's probably a little bit different than someone who has the, the worry lines, they're in debt. They don't know how they're going to pay their next bill. Is that etched on the face? They said, yeah, probably. So in other words, your life experiences, good or bad, are telegraphed on your face. So when you go to the date, get your picture taken, you post a social media pic, whatever it is, Focus on the good things in your life. Look more positive. Be more optimistic. Put cash in your pocket if you need to, because it makes a difference in these pictures. Pictures matter. We judge on pictures. In fact, we talked about it on the show, photofeeler.com. There's other websites that do this too, where you can upload your picture and people will judge it. Strangers will judge it because you're not good at judging your own picture. In fact, Photofeeler posted a blog about why you should never use selfies. They make your face look bad. Why? 
You already know this, but let me reiterate. Selfies distort and warp your face. You want a bigger nose, a higher forehead than you actually have? Uh, post a selfie. And these selfies do the same thing for the body. Your upper body might appear bigger than it is, smaller or a little misshapen. Another thing he says is it causes unflattering connotations, meaning people taking them in the bedroom, the bathroom, in their cars. But they also found that a lot of people view selfies unkindly because they associate traits like arrogance and vanity. Probably not something you want. So avoid these distortions. Get a professional. Watch what you post. Have other people that you don't know rate them because the people like your mom's going to say, oh, beautiful picture, you post it and you don't get the job and you're not very persuasive. Just saying, that's how it is. I see these real estate agents who put up big billboards with their face. I'm like, really? Who would trust that? Sometimes you see a picture that's like, no way, they're too young, they're too fill in the blank. People judge, be very careful with the pictures that you post. Which brings us to this week, the Persuasion Ninja. I just remembered this one, I'll call him a ninja. He understands the law of reciprocity. It's one of the 12 laws of persuasion in Maximum Influence. Of course, go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com to get the latest edition of Maximum Influence, the book, for free. Just pick up a little shipping and handling. You can also check out the archives, Influence University, and my favorite right now, 111 Sales Hacks. Three four-minute videos of the science, the study, how it works, and how to use it. A new tool a day. Check it out. There's our plug. All right, so I'm working in my office, and it's near a bank and a few other things, and this guy comes rolling in, and I love being in persuasion. People that are willing to knock on doors and do cold calling, that's a sign of greatness, by the way. And he comes in and wants our paper supply. And like, well, we're under contract. Don't worry about it, you know, and he developed some relationships. And then he said, hey, would you mind... Would you be upset if I left a dozen warm chocolate chip cookies? Okay, this is in the afternoon. Warm chocolate chip cookies, hello, duh. And he would come by every couple of months, try to get her business. I didn't even remember his name for a while because he's called him the cookie man, leaving cookies. And used a lot of reciprocity, got his foot in the door, was able to prove his worth all by offering warm chocolate chip cookies. So it's a human law, reciprocity, obligation, reciprocal concessions, whatever you want to call it. If you're trying to get someone's business, get yourself higher on the list. Prove your worth. And don't do it in a way where, you, oh, you have to do business with me. Just, you know, be nice. It could be time. It could be favor. It could be an item. It could be chocolate chip cookies. And again, eventually we did business with this person just because a couple of chocolate chip cookies, a little reciprocity, puts you higher on the list. It does make a difference. Which brings us to... Listener email. Oh, boy. This is from Isabel from Mexico. He says, thanks, Kurt. Loving the podcast. I've doubled my commission the last six months. I've increased my persuasion IQ, and I'm persuading with power. Thank you for your training programs. Awesome. Thanks, Isabel. She says, I don't remember where I heard it, but you talked about retail, and I have a Costco here in Mexico, and I buy more than I want, more than I need, more than I plan. What's going on? What are the subconscious triggers? Why am I spending so much? Help me, please. <laughs> All right, Isabel. Uh, yeah, there's subconscious triggers there. And part of learning is persuasion is learning to resist persuasion. 
you know, Costco's not the only person that uses these triggers. Retail, supermarkets use the triggers. But let's talk about Costco in general, some of the things they're doing so you can prepare your mind not to be so persuaded to buy so much. Now, some people call this voodoo or the Costco spell. Is it the great deals? Is it the food samples? Is it all the above? And why is Costco, we'll pick on Costco since you brought it up, when you look at the American Consumer Satisfaction Index, Costco is always one of the most popular. Consumers love it. There's paying membership fees to be there, but there is also some science behind this. Let's just talk about the big one, the FOMO or the scarcity. Okay. I've mentioned this one on the show before. When they get something in, it's gone. It doesn't come back. When you get life jackets at Costco, they're there for like a week or two. They're gone. They're not getting more. Till the next year, they're gone. They're gone. So there's that fear missing out of that FOMO. They're always rotating different seasonal type items. And what's interesting is they offer fewer options. When you go to some of these stores, there's just so many options. It's so overwhelming. We know with the studies that the more options that you have, that it can decrease sales. And here's what's interesting. You go to an average supermarket, there's around 30,000 unique products. 30,000. Little this, little this. Costco, and it doesn't seem this way, only has about 4,000. They know the ones that they're going to sell. They know the quantities. And so more choices is not always the best choice. Another one I've noticed with Costco, and this is true of a lot of audio video stores too, is the return policy. 100% satisfaction, guarantee, return it. It doesn't matter whose fault it is or what's going on, they're going to take it back. Now, why is that important? A great guarantee, a return policy is great when people are sitting on the fence. I'm not sure if I need those pants or that shirt or another big screen TV, <laughs> okay? But hey, if I don't want it, I can bring it back. That's why a lot of AV stores, well, we'll triple your money back. You find it cheaper anywhere else. Okay, I've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. So a good guarantee, a return policy can really help, especially those sitting on the fence. I'm not sure if I'm going to use it. Oh, just take it. And they're not going to return it. That's why when you buy exercise equipment, it's designed so your clothes don't fall off. So, <laughs> all right, I'm kidding on that one. Well, I'm, I don't know. Am I kidding? But anyway, those are the things to think about. A good return policy, people sitting on the fence. And marketing experts have found that a more lenient a store's return policy, and I'll add, the longer it is, the less likely the customer is to return the item. So big guarantee, take a deep breath, everything to gain, nothing to lose is part of it. So bottom line, even according to the Journal of Retailing, these type of policies increase purchases more than returns. Having large stores, they're big. They're enormous. And there's a couple reasons for that. The higher the ceiling, the bigger you think, the easier it is to influence you. Studies do show the longer the time you can spend in a store, the more you're going to buy, the more you're exposed to items, the more your resistance erodes away. And it's also with that large store, it's almost the, the thrill of the hunt where you're looking, you're finding things. You never know what's going to be around the corner. Things are always changing up. And when that happens, you're more likely to spend more money. Here's one that I've heard. I haven't verified this is there's no express checkout lines like for one, two, three items. So if you're going to go, you can buy it to go big. If you're going to wait in line to get checked out, <laughs> you can't just have one or two items. You might as well fill up that cart. Another interesting thing they do 
right when you walk in, you're just going to see the big ticket items. The TVs, the flashiness, the lights, the computers, the big purchases. Another interesting thing that Costco does is the gift cards. And people just spend more money when it's on a gift card because it's not really money. It was a gift or you load it up. It doesn't seem like it's money. Now, here's an interesting thing. Most people have the habit of spending even more that's on the gift card. So if you had a $50 gift card, you might spend $70. And the average, most people spend 20% over the value of your gift card. So they're getting more money out of you. It's almost the same reason when you go to a casino, you turn your money in for chips because that's not really money. I mean, it is, but it's different. You're not putting out the dollars. You're putting out the chips. Psychologically, that makes a difference. Now, some people tend to argue about the membership fees. Does that help? That hurt? Yeah. You're a member. You're part of something. They're going to check your card. You're a VIP. And if you're going to spend money on this membership, you need to use it. You got to use it a lot, right? You got to use it every week, every month. If you're paying money for this membership, you want to get your money's worth. And what's interesting, one study showed that 90% of customers renew their membership when it expires. And you know, just the membership fees alone, Costco makes billions of dollars just in membership fees. But then, you know, you got to get their gas and then you got to get their food and you got all these different ways to get you in there. The free samples is a great strategy. I know college kids go there just for the samples. That's their meal on Saturday, just Costco samples. And there's another example of reciprocity. doesn't guarantee you're going to buy, but it's really good. It does double the chance that you're going to buy it from them. And of course, the whole strategy, the impulse buying, the milk all the way in the back, so you got to see the whole store all planned. Even when putting items at the end of an aisle, easier to grab, things that are on sale, Visually, more people are seeing it. Sometimes they even use these loss leaders that they're going to lose money on these things to get you in the store because you got to fill up that cart. Anything they can do to get you in there. Like their pizza, their chickens, the hot dogs. Losing money on those. I mean, what are the hot dogs? A buck? Buck fifty? The rotisserie chicken? Not making any money or hardly any at all, but you're there. You're used to going Another reason you're buying so much. Now, what I talked about on the show before is the size of these new, larger shopping carts. Now, some say, well, it was just for convenience. People are shopping more. And there was one study done where when you increase the size of a shopping cart 100%, you double the size of a shopping cart, sales increased by 30%. Interesting. And of course, they do the standard pricing, the 97 the 99 Instead of $3, it's $2.99. Psychologically, we know that works. They're big in their pricing. We all know when it's an odd number, it is more persuasive. So think about it. It's the environment from the ceiling to placement to pricing. Remember we talking about the expensive items first? Yeah, once you pass a $5,000 TV, what's well, 10 bucks for some socks? <laughs> all right. They use the law of contrast on you when you go through that, but they don't make it really nice. I mean, there's pallets and stacked foods and and the floors are cement. There's that cheap fluorescent lighting. It's not there to be fancy. It just looks, you're saving money. This is what it's for. 
In fact, I read once that that's the joke. It costs more money to make it look cheap and inexpensive than it would to make it look really, really nice. You're just walking around. You're saving money. They don't even have nice shelving because, hey, no, everything's here to save you money. Even the tables with the free samples aren't super nice. The basic, basic, basic. Now, let me share some numbers with you on these samples. We've been talking a lot about it. Costco's famous for it. That when you ask somebody for to try a sample, 70% will say yes. And then about half of those will actually be persuaded to purchase the product. I mean, that's why it's such a big business. Reciprocity factor. Get no guarantees, but it is part of their marketing. So they've cracked the code. That's the science. Limiting options scarcity, the psychology of pricing, the psychology of retail, it's all there. And one interesting one that has been called an abundance mindset is that everything there staged gives a feeling of abundance, that we want more, we think we can handle it, we think we can afford it, it's just another $10 here, another $20 there. I think it's one of the, I don't know it was Costco or, or Price Club said, Pile it high and watch it fly. So they get you. This is what retailers do. The more you buy, the more you save. You're like, look what I got. I just saved 20 bucks. No, you just spent 100 bucks. But in your mind, you save the 20 bucks. The bulk. You're getting it. It's a great deal. You're saving money, but then you're spending more money. Are you really saving money? Did you really need the 20-pound box of Captain Crunch or the five-pound container of peanut butter? Uh, maybe you did. Maybe you saved some money, but that's where they get you. At least you have a lot of peanut butter to eat before it goes to a waste. So Isabel, there you go. Those are the subconscious triggers. That's what's going on. And that overlaps into supermarkets, into malls, into other retail. The science is there. They're studying it. Casinos are in the same category. Be more aware of these triggers and what they do to you. Now you're more aware. Probably still spend a lot more money. But hey, at least you know why. <laughs> So be more aware this week of resisting some of the things, understanding why these things work. How can you use them in any environment? Even taking a website, there's psychological triggers there that you need to be aware of. So appreciate your email, your feedback. You can email at any time at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Go check out MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Tell your family, friends, and enemies about the podcast. Check us out under Maximize Your Influence under iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, take something you've learned. Be more aware. Be more resistant. Become more influential. And go out and persuade with power.